Welcome back to the Backyard Buddhist Podcast. I'm Ron Powell McLean. Welcome. Oh, this has been a busy week. <laughs> a certainly busy week. So I can't remember if I um, told you what we might have been planning, my husband and I, last week, but we um, got a new puppy on Monday. She is so sweet. She's like a little Nerf football, about that size. Maybe a little skinny, definitely a, a bit skinnier. She is a miniature, piebald dachshund. So she's gray and black and has little brown face and brown paws and little brown bum. And she is just a love. Her name is Millie, and she is just kind of storming into this world. She's nine weeks old, I think, yesterday, and she's exploring everything and uh, trying to play with her big sister, Aurora, who's um, slowly letting her in. <laughs> they're, they're playing. It's just... Um, they haven't figured out their their style yet. <laughs> so, but she's, you know, going outside and doing, you know, puppy business outside, which is really great. And she lets me sleep through the whole night, which is even better. So I'm feeling pretty lucky right now. And there's, I feel like there's a lot to do. So I've been... Um, you know, chasing <laughs> to make sure she's not chewing on cords and doing things in corners of the house that um, I can't see her. And of course, you know, frequent visits to outside and it was really cold um, this week and has finally uh, warmed up yesterday and today, but it's rainy today. And so now she's wet and all of that. So it's really just been a lot of fun, but a lot of busy too. I even managed um, one day that she was a little feisty in her kennel when I was getting ready to uh, do the afternoon meditation and Darren was hurriedly getting ready to go to work. She was crying in her cage, so I just scooped her up and brought her into meditation with me and she just passed out on my lap the whole time. So she's apparently a good meditator. She didn't even flinch when I, when I gonged the bell, it was kind of nice. So, you know, maybe she'll, uh, she'll be a part of, uh, meditations and things. I know Aurora, um, she sometimes wants to, right? Sometimes she is not interested and she wants to uh, bark at UPS and FedEx and Amazon vehicles instead. <laughs> so, you know, you take, take what you can get, but I never saw myself being uh, the parent of two dogs at once. Um, so we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. I'm holding on to my patience and my 
presence and awareness. And I think that's as good as it good as it gets. <laughs> so, uh, so other than that, um, more interviews and things like that. I'm still moving forward with um, several opportunities and yeah. So a couple medical appointments about my arm and shoulder and that all looks decent. I got a shot of some kind of steroidy thing in my shoulder, which was one of the more unpleasant things from the week. And it's a little sore from that, but I'm upright and everything's cool. So um, I'm also excited that I'm back practicing the harmonium. It's been about a year, um, almost, I guess, a year that um, I haven't been able to play it. I was doing it some after um, my that accident that um, caused my arm injury while I was walking around to Target. It was just silly. But um, I really, especially after the surgery and stuff, I just don't, I didn't have the dexterity um, in my fingers to be able to play the harmonium. And I, I, I got that harmonium uh, about a year ago in December and have really just been, you know, trying to practice it, trying to learn it. I'm, um, I'm okay at some instruments. I've just never done a ton with keyboard. So that's a, it's a new thing for me, but I really wanted to add some, some music to my chanting. It's really just, it's calling to me. So um, I've played a bit with, you know, a Tibetan kirtan kind of approach and I'm working on that and very excited that I'll be able to roll that out. So um, I have been um, working on that and chanting a little and um, I'm going to actually play a little bit for you later in the podcast because it kind of goes with with what we're talking about today. So I really wanted to talk about path clearing and wish fulfilling, obstacle removing, that sort of approach as, well, actually that, um, that little kalimba music coming into our podcast every week is me playing the kalimba um, with the tune that I know for the path clearing and wish, fill, wish fulfilling prayer to Padmasambhava. It goes on, but it's that tune. And that particular prayer really called out to me. Um, I think the first time that I practiced with Lama Surya Das um, and his senior students at his retreat center called Osoling that was in um, Spicewood, Texas. Great little 
great little facility. I actually miss it. Um, I gave it up or sold it a few years ago, but I was gone by then. But um, that particular prayer has been strong in my practice. And I know that when I started practicing it, I had a different idea in mind for what I needed and what I was looking for in obstacle removing, path clearing. And it just felt like at that point in my life, I had, I had at that, my, my vantage point was that I had failed on every level of my life. My relationship of 10 years had ended the job with a company that I truly adored and felt like I was a part of and home um, that ended. Um, I had to give my house up. I had to sell it quickly um, to keep from being foreclosed on. And it was just, it was a terrible time all around. I was lost and I very much wanted it to end. And, you know, for a, a number of reasons, I pulled out of that and kept returning to this idea of obstacle removing in the, in the sense of surrender. I, I give up, I surrender, please stop hitting me. Please stop taking from me. Please, you know, let me be worthy enough that I don't hurt anymore. It was such a terrible time that I remember just feeling desperate. And that prayer called out to me because I just thought, wow, I really, I need, I need to know that I can, I can get past these obstacles, these things that keep, you know, flying out of the woods on, in, in my path. It's the words that really spoke to me that were precious guide, one with all the Buddhas of the three times blissful presence and source of all spiritual accomplishments, fierce destroyer of illusion who dispels every obstruction. We pray to you for blessing, inspiration, and realization. Please remove all outer, inner, and secret obstacles and spontaneously fulfill our aspirations. It just, it sounded so hopeful and I thought if I begin my practice with that each day, maybe I'll just set the standard that by doing all that I do, that I'm taking refuge in this, in this Dharma, in this practice to help me remove these obstacles. And, you know, as I, as I mentioned, these, the obstacles in my mind were, you know, in my experience were really situations and 
you know, repetitive experiences of disappointment. And I think the first, the first step that I made was in understanding disappointment. And I remember saying to myself, and I said it to a friend who actually disagreed, <laughs> but you know, whatever. I said to have expectations is in itself the seed of disappointment. And I, and I still stay by that when we have expectations that if I do this and I do this and I do this, then it should equal this. And I should get what I want because I ticked all the boxes and I did all the things right. And, you know, I, I showed up in the right way and that means I deserve it and I should get it. And this also, you know, coming from a thought or, um, a misconception that the reason that I was encountering these obstacles and things in my path were because I wasn't doing life right. I just wasn't getting it. So in turning to this prayer, I was really just saying, I surrender. I don't, I don't get it. Show me what I don't get. And the first step was understanding that disappointment exists when you have expectation. And it's hard not to have expectations. And that kind of leads to the second part of what I want to talk about. And we, we covered it a little bit, um, or a lot, last week um, in talking about... Um, when we talked about bias and preference last week. So this is kind of the, the second point that leads us to the, the condition of having expectations. So when we decide that we need to have things in a specific way that we need to have only the things that we like and we should be able to reject and um, be free from, liberated from the things that we don't like. So that leads to a bit of an expectation that is not realistic. So I want to explain a little bit more about what I was talking about in, in reference to absolute and relative states of being. So relative self is this human self, this human body and everything that comes with it. So thoughts, feelings, emotions, sensations, and all those reactions that come from 
those thoughts and feelings and sensations and sort of compound and we have a reaction of a reaction and a reaction of a reaction that keep snowballing and taking us you know into this unconscious draw into our own suffering so the relative self experiences that all day every day <laughs> so we have that and you feel it you know exactly what it feels like to have that distress now the the slight difference because we've got remember the two the two viewers that are the are one so one is absolute and one is relative relative exists within absolute so absolute incorporates everything everywhere now there's this there's a consciousness that comes from that emits from that absolute and i like to call this the consciousness continuum this is you know it doesn't it doesn't matter if I'm not paying attention. It doesn't matter if I'm taking a nap. It doesn't matter if I'm sedated for surgery. It doesn't matter if I'm in a coma. There's, it doesn't require my brain to activate it. And it's the consciousness that exists throughout everything. So think of it as sort of a power source. That's, you know, when you, when you go to flip on the light, it doesn't have to call to anywhere. It's already queued up and you're just connecting it. So now the light comes on, right? So when you see that you are having a reaction, when you see I'm having a reaction that's maybe, maybe anger, maybe agitation or confusion or, um, sadness. These are all reactions, you know, emotions, reactions to thoughts and situations and thoughts of situations and situations that come from thoughts. <laughs> so when you can see that, that is not anger seeing its own anger. It's that pervasive continuum of consciousness that can see the relative human nature that can see that reactivity can see that so when you're in that space that you can see your own reactions and your own conditions i can see that i'm cranky i can see that i'm hangry because i haven't eaten I can see that I'm agitated. I can see that I have feeling hurt feelings. The thing, the place that allows you to see that is that absolute, that conscious continuum. So unless you're in that place, then you're caught in the relative draw, the relative um, just cycle of situation or thought then reaction and reaction and reaction and reaction and suffering so 
when we can take that step back and find that little calmness, that calmness and peacefulness that's unaffected by our own bias, then we know that we're standing in or sitting in, whatever you want to picture it, that place of continuous consciousness. And that's where we want to practice being from. This is, this is the Buddha nature that's at the core of all of us. That's the enlightened being that can see the reactivity and not be affected by it. And you can find it. It's important to practice meditation for just that in reducing the, the number of distractions and, and um, stimulus around you so that you can sort of in that state of just sitting still with your eyes closed and pattern your breathing, that you can start to see that calmness. And then from that calmness, you can see your own reactivity as it begins to arise. Oh, look, there's boredom because I'm sitting with my eyes closed on the floor and breathing like I maybe want to go to sleep. So here's boredom, here's tired, here's these reactions that start popping off and we can see them as they arise. And when you see them, you can make the, the conscious decision not to entangle with them. So this is the point that we get to start to remove our own obstacles because we realize that the obstacles are self-created based on that bias and that preference and the unconscious behavior and actions that come from that bias and the reactions. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to keep beating this drum, um, but I want you to understand it because it's really quite important to, to really grok. So if you don't get it, don't be upset. You should sit with it. And it's not sit with it to just let it, you know, okay, 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 I'll, you know, I'll just believe it. I don't want you to just believe it. I want you to explore it. And that's really all Dharma. So we're invited to explore. We're not invited to memorize and just ab adopt a doctrine of here's, you know, here's what I'm supposed to believe. And I'm just going to say that I do and move from there. That's not how we work. This is really all about self-exploration of finding what is right, wise, complete, and true because we deem it so as individuals, not anybody else. It's not because Ron or Powo said, hey, believe that there's an absolute and your relative self sits within that. Explore it. Explore it, examine it. You have to know your own mind with this fearlessness and honesty, this, this exploration to see what, what leads to that liberation of suffering. 
but we have to ask ourselves, how am I suffering? What's going on here that's making me have this experience that sucks? That need to make it stop because life is sucking and we don't like it. And we have to explore what is it that's making me really have this experience? What am I reacting to? Ask yourself that question. How am I reacting? What am I reacting to that is putting me in this state of discomfort? Ask yourself. It's not somebody else and it's not what somebody else has done. And it's not the universe picking on you either. It's you setting yourself up for disappointment by wanting and craving things that are not real. They're illusions. And I know that's a, you know, that's another big topic and we'll have to, we'll have to discuss the illusions of the relative self probably on another, <laughs> on another discussion because it's, that's probably an hour long thing and I may need to have help, <laughs> have some, have a panel discussion on, on the illusions of relative self. But really, you know, when we look to obstacles, things like pride and aggression, self-denigration, that we have to look at these, those things that are the, that are the most prevalent in your individual experience. What's really happening? It's really, it's quite profound when you get to when you get to that understanding and maybe you're already there and that's great if you are if you're not don't worry this is not a this is not a linear path and there is no graduation this is understanding in each and every moment this moment this continuum of consciousness moment. Remember, consciousness is not in the past and it's not in the future. It's right here and right now. So everything that stems and arises is within that consciousness continuum. So take the time and understand I want to play you a little, little snip of some uh, chanting I was doing. This is a Hindu chant um, to Ganesha and Ganesh, um, which is about obstacle removing, and it's the it's really the Hindu equivalent and one that I I find a lot of opening of my my awakened heart by doing these call outs calling to the archetype Ganesh to 
help me to find the obstacles to remove them. So that's a little bit of something that I've been working on and working with a, a good kirtan teacher, a great kirtan teacher, actually. And I'm excited about what, what comes next. And it's really the essence of our practice that we can access through any means. We can lean in and embrace the isness that gets us to the understanding when we understand things as are as they are then we can certainly understand them and move past when we see illusion as illusion we can move past so <sighs> Well, I hope you have a fantastic week. We'll be back next week and take some more steps on the path together, truly wishing to understand our own suffering. And as we understand our own suffering, we then understand the suffering of all other beings. So all of the understanding that we seek, we offer up to all beings everywhere without one single exception. Goodbye now.